Hi, welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer, and I thank you for listening in to The Countdown today. I am sorry about yesterday. I wanted to save some topics for today because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about yesterday. Still don't have a whole lot today, but I'm going to give you guys my uh, Thursday Night Football review, give you my thoughts on last night and uh, what happened. And I'm going to talk about Demarcus uh, Lawrence uh, getting injured, and he won't be with the uh, Cowboys for a few weeks. Uh, and we got my top 10 NFL offenses, which is something that I promised. Uh, as you guys have seen recently, my logo for the countdown has changed. It is still currently in the process of changing. I'm not, I didn't, wasn't big on the, my two new ones that I tried out. So, uh, Still working on the logo, but that's not what we're here for today. We're here for sports. Originally, I had Washington beating the Giants 27-18. I said Daniel Jones will outplay Taylor Heineke, uh, but I said the defense will get it done for uh, Washington. I said Antonio Gibson will struggle against the Giants, but uh, Terry McLaurin will have a big game. Well, that was my preview. Now it's for my review. Washington beats the Giants 30-29 to in a great game. Daniel Jones played good going 22 of 32 against a great defense. I think that, uh, you know, obviously Washington has a great defense. Um, I was right, though. T- Daniel Jones did outplay T- Taylor Heineke. Sterling Shepard also, as a side note, Sterling Shepard is my surprise wide receiver for this season. He played good against Denver in week one last Sunday, and he played good last night against Washington. Uh. But, man, I would argue Daniel Jones really did have the game of his life. 249 passing yards and 95 rushing yards on nine carries. Two touchdowns in total, one passing, one rushing. Uh, Guys, let's be honest. We all expected Washington to win this game. I mean, we, we all expected Washington to win this game. They won the, the division last year with Alex Smith. Uh, best Stevens in the NFC East. You, it's the top three de- uh, defense in the entire NFC. You could argue top three in the entire league. Uh, offense is good. They have Terry McLaurin, who's one of the best receivers in the uh, NFL, and Anto- Antonio Gibson, who's an underrated running back. Uh, they have a lot of pieces, and they just their team is just put together. And I think that's something that the Giants struggle with. They're uh. The defense isn't entirely together. The offensive line is terrible. The defense is good, but it's not like great. It still needs a little bit of work. Uh, Saquon Barkley's been hurt. Daniel Jones has his bad games. Uh, outside of Sterling Shepard, the weapons really aren't all there. So they have the Giants have uh, pros. They have like positive uh, aspects to their team, but it's just scattered all over the place. Like I couldn't really name like one like. Like part of their team where it's like, oh, complete. Because nothing's complete for them, in my opinion. Every single thing that they have is in process. Uh, however, I think the Giants game against Denver was honestly a fluke. Uh, the Giants are better than 2-0. and They played good last night. They struggled against the Denver's defense, which isn't quite Washington's defense. Denver's secondary is better. But uh, I think that the Giants are just getting to the rhythm. They had a short week this week. They play Atlanta. Uh, in week three, uh, not this Sunday, but the next. I think that's a uh, an easy win for them. Not an easy win. I don't think Atlanta's like super bad despite their loss to the Eagles. Like they're not like but terrible, but they're definitely like a bad team. 
And uh, well, I think I think the Giants will somewhat get back on track. They had the Saints after that, and the way this I know that a lot of people are re- overreacting to Week One with the Saints, but the way the Saints Saints played Week One, they'll probably beat the Giants. We'll see what they do against my uh, Carolina Panthers this Sunday, but I think the Giants will at least be one and two and start to make uh start to put it back on track. Uh, speaking of my Carolina Panthers, uh. And I'll save, you know, any topics I have for the Panthers till uh, next Tuesday on PNH. But we, sh- I mean, the Panthers right now they're having a lot of problems with their kicker. Right, started out the season with Joey Sly in the preseason. He didn't play good. Gone. Ryan Sestano. We had to kick it. Uh, we had to punt it at like the. Uh, it was gonna be. It would. It would originally be in like a fifty-seven yard field goal. We had to punt against the Jets. Now we have Zach uh, Zane Gonzalez, who was on the practice squad for the Lions. Heard he's actually pretty good. But here's the thing, guys. We had we had Graham Gano, who was the best kicker in the league at one point. He's still one of the best kicker. He's still a tier one. He's still a tier one kicker, man. And Harrison Bucker is le- like a, another legendary kicker. They're both legends, honestly. Um, and we gave both of them away. I mean, Graham Gano went five for five last night, including a 57-yarder. The Giants would have been nowhere near near in that game if they didn't have a kicker like Graham Gano. Five for five. Graham Gano played amazing. It hurt me to watch Graham Gano. I'm not going to lie. Graham Gano, despite him being the kicker for the Panthers, was maybe my favorite player. I remember when he kicked the uh, – he got the NFL record for the um, longest kick or tied it or whatever against the Giants. I remember that. I could argue he might have been my favorite player when it was like Kyle Allen as the quarterback, when Cam was hurt on an injured reserve, I could have argued that. So it hurt me to watch that last night. But last night's game was a true battle of the kickers and the defense. Uh, the offense, obviously, a battle too. But it, it came down to a lot of times. It came down to the kicker. But yeah, a great game. We've had a lot of good primetime games. Uh, Bucks and Cowboys for the NFL kickoff. That that came down to the to the last minute. We had uh, Raiders and Ravens, uh, which went to overtime. That that's the game of the year so far. That's the best game in the, of the NFL season so far. Uh, we had the Bears who uh, blew out, or the Rams who blew out the Bears. But that game was really interesting and really really fun to watch because we learned a lot about the Rams in that. We learned a lot about Matt Stafford with a, a new system. Learned a lot about the offense and realized how good their defense still really is. And then we have last night, which is a one-point game. I mean, just just uh, great primetime games. Really, really great. If we look here, and I knew, I forgot. I'm not real sure. I'm going to look up primetime games really, really quick. This Sunday night, we got Chiefs and Ravens. Despite the Ravens losing to the Raiders, I still think that's going to be a good game. Uh, Lions and Packers. Which does not sound like a good game, but you got to think the Lions almost beat the 49ers. They almost came back and beat the 49ers. Then you had the Packers who struggled. So right now, you got the Lions who are kind of on sort of an uptrend, and the Packers who are basically the laughing stock of the league right now. So that's going to also be interesting. I mean, I had I probably expect the Packers to still win that game. Then we got my Panthers against the Houston Texans uh, in Week Three. Who knows what we're going to learn about both these teams in week two. I know I'm getting into primetime games, but I'm going to talk about it. Uh, congrats to Washington on the uh, win last night. 
you know, the Texans play the Browns. We're going to lot of we're we're going to learn a lot about Houston this week about how good um how how they play against uh good teams. I mean, they did beat the Jaguars by like two touchdowns. They're still a bottom team in the NFL. You, we can't overreact to them beating Jacksonville. But the uh we're definitely going to learn a lot about them. And then we're going to learn a lot about the Panthers. Davis Winston threw five touchdowns against the Packers defense last week. So that's going to be fun. Thursday night football. And then on prime time, we got Packers and 49ers. Let's, I mean, let's just say the Packers uh, blow over the Lions. And then the 49ers stay on an uptrend. And they play the Eagles this week. That should be a win for them. That's going to be fun. Packers are a lot of primetime games. Then we got Eagles and Cowboys, who's one of the greatest rivalries in the NFL. And uh, see if the Eagles are really legit, a legit contender for the NFC East. So, yeah, a lot of good primetime games coming up and a lot of good primetime games that have already happened. But speaking of primetime games, we're going to talk about a team that played in the NFL kickoff, and that is the Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence is... Is he out for the season? I should know this before I get on the mic. I really should know this. My fault. Demarcus Lawrence will miss six to eight weeks with a broken foot. That is uh, awful. A broken foot, that is uh, not pretty. I'm glad we didn't have to see that live. Uh, Shout out to my boy Gordon Hayward over at my Charlotte Hornets. But, uh... The thing is, we've seen what the Cowboys did to the Buccaneers. That is the best that the Cowboys defense will play all season. The Buccaneers put up 31 points on them. The Cowboys just lost their best defender. Good luck to Dallas. Your defense just got a lot worse than you think. Your defense has just got significantly worse in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the Cowboys. The Cowboys this week, they play the Chargers. That is a L, especially without Demarcus Lawrence. Dustin Herbert will run all over that defense. The Eagles, if they stay like they're playing, I know they played the Falcons. If they can stay playing like they did, that could also be an L. Then you play the Panthers. Their offense looked really good last week. You could have an L there. The Cowboys are going to be relying a lot on their offense for six to eight weeks. I mean, they'll. I mean, I don't expect them to ever rely on the defense with or without Demarcus Lawrence. Then you got the Giants. I don't really have you see y'all see the Cowboys losing to the Giants, but the thing is, is that the Cowboys already rely on Dak way too much. That Dak Prescott had a team on his shoulders. You just drop about four tons on Dak Prescott. It is all about the offense. Now, the defense has no hope without Demarcus Lawrence. No hope whatsoever. But um, a tweet from Demarcus Lawrence two days ago when the news came out, we'll be back and ready for war. Believe it. I love the um, the uh, t- the uh, confidence from him. And get well soon to Demarcus Lawrence. That's very sad. Very, very sad. But, I mean, the Cowboys can still be a good team. I'm not saying they took it when the NFC East. It's, it's six to eight weeks. I mean, the, it on top of it all, it's a, it, it is no longer uh, 17 weeks. It's week 18. So you got an extra week. If it really is six to eight weeks and he comes back 100% and ready to go, they'll still have him for the majority of the season. So not a huge worry. 
but it, I, I just think it's going to be a, a hard six to eight weeks for the Cowboys. Last but not least, okay, I have my top 10 NFL offenses. I promised this. I did my defenses before the season started. This top 10 NFL offense is coming in just the beginning of week two. So, still fairly early. If you guys can hear that, if you guys can hear that that's, my, uh, that's my dog. I'm very sorry. First up, my honorable mention is the Cowboys. I'm not going to get into them. I just talked about them. But my honorable, honorable mention for my top 10 list is the Dallas Cowboys. Number 10 is the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, last season they would not, would, not, would not have been in this. They didn't make the playoffs. They barely missed out on the playoffs. Kyler Murray was still developing. But Kyler Murray began his MVP campaign with four touchdowns in week one. Last season, despite their offense, you know, their team wasn't the greatest. They didn't make the playoffs. A lot of that being that they were in, like, the best division. However, uh, Kyler Murray was uh, – the Cardinals last year were fourth in rushing touchdowns and are at a pretty good red zone team. Like, they were, like, fourth in, like, red zone percentage. Uh and the Cardinals are going to be even better this year, as we've seen in week one. They blew over the Titans, so I have uh, Cardinals at number 10. Um, I hate doing this. I changed my mind. We're going to have the Titans at 10 and the Cardinals at 9. Because... Arizona blew over Tennessee. I'm going to talk about Tennessee. Let's just backtrack for a minute. Uh, Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's uh, Tennessee is actually off of, based off last year, the best red zone team in the NFL. Well, I mean, when it, whenever they get to the 20 yard line, they just give to Derrick Henry. He just pounds his way into the end zone, big and physical. Uh, I mean, they started against the Cardinals, but they're overall still good. I think they're still a good offense. I think they're still a good team. I still have a win in their division, the AFC South. So, I put Tennessee at nine and Arizona at eight. Or, um, Tennessee at ten and Arizona at nine. Sorry about that. It's just no way I could do that. No way I could do that. Number eight is the Ravens. Um, the Ravens are arguably the best rushing team in the NFL, especially with J.K. Dobbins and Latavius Murray looked really good against the Raiders. Um, I know they did lose to the Raiders, but I mean that doesn't take away that they don't, that they don't still have a great offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson can run the ball, pass the ball. Not a whole lot of weapons, but Mar Andrews is a uh, is an elite tight end. Uh, I think their offense could be even better with just a couple weapons. The Ravens could easily be in the top five. So, Ravens at eight, seven is Seattle. Some could think I have. I'm ha- Some could think I might be having Seattle low, led by Russell Wilson. The Seahawks were third in passing touchdowns last season, seventh in overall touchdowns, and one of the best red zone teams in the NFL. Something about Seattle. They don't have to rely on their kicker a whole lot. They're one of the best teams in the NFL of getting in the end zone. Uh, a good a good uh, running back in Chris Carson. DK Metcalf, who's one of the best uh, young receivers in the NFL. Tyler Lockett, who's a veteran receiver. Just all around, the offense is pretty good. The offensive line has its struggles, but it's gotten better. So I have Seattle at 7. Six is the Packers. Now, I know they lost 38-3 to the Saints, but you got to think the chemistry issues, the um, Aaron Rodgers, we all know Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in Green Bay. Uh, and the, the thing is, 
They were fifth in overall yards last season. First in pass touchdowns. First in overall touchdowns. Second best red zone team in the NFL last season. All around, they're a great offense. I do have my questions on Aaron Jones, but the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams duo, that quarterback-wide receiver connection is truly one of a kind. Aaron Rodgers was an MVP last season. And um, despite what happened in week one, I'm not taking any way, anything away from the Packers. Now, could their struggles continue? I mean, sure, the chemistry is, is out the door. Yeah, I think they'll probably lose in the wild card. They may win one playoff game this season. But it doesn't take away from their offense. We saw that their defense is just, I mean, the offense, it could have been a fluke on Sunday. They just let Jameis Winston put up 38 points on them. The defense is not going to improve this season. I don't think the defense is any good. But this is about offenses, and I have the Packers at 6. Now, cracking my top five, I got the Cleveland Browns. There's one reason why I got the Browns at number five. They are arguably the best. They arguably have the best running game in the NFL. They have weapons. Odell, Jarvis, Landry, and they got Baker Mayfield. Third in rushing yards last season, fifth in rushing touchdowns. They've only gotten better. Nick Chubb, who's a top five running back in the NFL, and Kareem Hunt, who is arguably the best backup running back in the NFL. We all remember when the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt, man. Wow. Wow. Almost, you almost forget about that. I almost forgot about that. I just used him being on, um, in Cleveland now on the Browns. But that's not what this is about. The Browns, arguably the best running game in the NFL. You know, Ravens, Browns, you know, make your pick. Who do you choose? A lot of these teams don't have a great running game. Uh, the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is good, but he's not a top-tier running back. Buccaneers have Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones, who's a, uh, you know, their system running backs. Both of us got David David Singletary, who just he had a really good game uh, on a uh, on Sunday, but his, you know he still has his struggles. Rams, who uh, Cam Akers is good, but he's injured right now. Uh, the Packers with Aaron Jones, not a great running back. Seattle, Chris Carson, he's not a top tier running back. Tennessee has a great running back. Ravens have J.K. Dobbins when he's healthy. Not a top-tier running back. And the Cardinals, not a top-tier running back. James Conner. So to have a really good running back and to have a to have a top-ten offense along with a uh, really good running back is uh, very rare, but the Browns have it all. They are. The Browns is something I, w- I would like to call a complete offense. And their offensive line is going to be the best in the NFL at the top. Put the icing on the cake. Number four is the Rams. Matthew Stafford had 4,000 yards with the Lions last season. Over 4,000 yards. The Lions had a struggling offense with Jared Goff last season. Stafford has completely turned it around. Their offense struggled last season, like I said, with Jared Goff. I'm not including stats on this from last season because guess what? Their offense is, the offense is completely new. We saw... On uh, Sunday Night Football. Last Sunday. It is not the same offense. I still can't get over the fact that, that they had. Two. Um, last season with Jared Goff. And the um, the Rams. They had two 50 plus yard touchdowns all season. And they had two Sunday night. This Rams offense is completely revamped. With a top tier quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Rams at four. Nothing else I have to say on that. 
that's also a reason. If you look at both my lists from offenses and defenses, you can probably tell why I have the Rams as a Super Bowl contender. Best defense in the NFL. And in my opinion, the fourth best offense in the NFL. Not a lot of teams can say that. You got the Buccaneers, who I have, well, we'll get, you guys know how the Buccaneers up here, but I won't tell, I'll, I'll talk about that after. Uh, you guys know who should be the top three. You just don't know what order I have them in. Number three, I have Buffalo, though. There's one reason why I have their, their offense is better than the Rams. Number one, their offense is proven. I know the Rams haven't got a chance to necessarily prove their offense on a big stage yet, but Buffalo's offense is proven. They have more weapons than the Rams. Still on Diggs' top five. He led the league in receiving yards last season. He's a top five wide receiver. Uh, as good as the Rams are, I don't think they can say that. Cole Beasley, who's a, a great uh, wide receiver number two. Uh, arguably better running game with Cam Akers. I'm not sure. Right now, it's a toss-up. But David Singletary is not a bad running back. Um, last year, they were second in overall yards and third in passing yards. Uh, they made the AFC Championship game last season. Their offense didn't. Their offense didn't just got stormed by uh, Kansas City, but they did put 24 points up in the AFC Championship game. So, Buffalo at number two. Number three, I mean, number two has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, if you notice, I have Tampa Bay's defense at two, Tampa Bay's offense at two. Here's the thing. Second passing yards, second pass touchdowns, fifth in overall yards, won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is the greatest. He's the greatest uh, football player of all time. He's the goat. Uh, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Rondell Moore. They got weapons on weapons, man. Weapons on weapons. They showed that by winning the Super Bowl last season. They won the Super Bowl. Their offense. Led them to the Super Bowl. And their offense is very complete. Number one, Chiefs Kingdom. Now, I will say, I don't think Kansas City's offense is more complete than Tampa Bay. Who's better, Clyde Edwards Slayer or Leonard Fournette? Or <laughs> Leonard Fournette, uh, pick your player. Mahomes is better than Brady. Tyree Kill is better than any receiver. Tampa Bay has. Travis Kelsey is a better tight end than Gronk. You know, at least like now. Maybe not in big moments, but now. But here's the thing. Tampa Bay's offense is more complete. I won't deny that. But Kansas City has one of the greatest offenses of all time. They have the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. That is what does it for him. On top of the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. The best tight end in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, a good running back in Clyde Edwards-Solaire, and an improved offensive line. The Chiefs, without a doubt, are the best offense in the NFL. So that's my top 10 NFL offenses. I enjoy doing that a lot. I enjoy doing this kind of stuff, guys. I, I uh, gave you my thoughts on last night's game, the uh, Demarcus Lawrence uh, injury situation for the Cowboys. And my top 10 NFL offenses. That is all I have for today. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on Monday. See you on Tuesday for the original episode. Just like we're doing right now. And P&H. See you on Thursday and Friday. Much love to all you guys. Love you. Peace.